Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Chadwick Boseman, Jimmy Kimmel, Kenya Barris, Revel Wilson, Seal, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC. Up on the train and the radio was all I need. In the fuse and celeb news, I let see. This entertainment, who became famous. Number one source of pop culture, radio and not, we gon' chase it. That's entertainment. Save adolescents from the ghetto time stages. Gotta make a change in that's entertainment. Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune. The bins is nice, the jacks is the better cruise. The original car, my win, cause you plan to lose. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and this is your first time tuning in, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656. And press the number one, that's 347-637-2656, and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly cloudy, 84 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. And uh, before I get started, last week I had uh, mentioned that the the award show, the BET uh, award show, was supposed to be this past Sunday. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be this Sunday. And, um, you know, this is June. It's Black Music Month. And what better way to celebrate the month than to tune in to BET Awards to get a chance to look at black music and black culture. That's going to be this Sunday, June 28th, 8 to uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. It will be held virtually due to the effects of COVID-19 pandemic lockdown and will be simulcast via CBS. And this year's host is going to be Amanda Seals. You know her as the uh, one of the hosts of The Real. Uh, she's going to be this year's host. So how's everybody doing? Summer is here, everybody. And here in New York City, we are just celebrating. Uh, right now we're in phase two, and what that means is that now uh, hair salons, barber shops. Uh, dining, outdoor dining, we can now do that now. Uh, we have one of the lowest uh, rates of the pandemic, or I guess the virus, 
than any other state in the union. So shout out to all the New Yorkers, and most importantly, shout out to the governor, Governor Andrew Cuomo, because uh, he once again showed what a true leader looks like. He kept us informed. He communicated. He let us know the real, the good, and bad. And most importantly, we still got to wear a mask because even though it's nice and sunny and the weather's nice and it's getting warmer and everybody want to get out, you still got to wear your mask because there's still a virus out there. Unlike all the other states who open up early, there's cases are spiking while we are getting lower. So make sure you wear the mask. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Wear that mask. Not only for the safety of yourself, but to your fellow neighbors, your friends, your family, etc. This week in entertainment, we're going to be talking about Chadwick Boseman. Apparently, um, people are Concern about him And what I mean by that He's looking kind of frail He has lost Tremendous amount of weight Fans are noticing him In L.A. In Hollywood And a lot of people are concerned Um, A couple of fans noticed him Actually uh, in a wheelchair Just recently And people are concerned And wondering if he's okay Now Chadwick Boseman Is only 42 years old and as you know, when he was doing the Black Panther role, he was buff, he was uh, fit. You know, he had to fill out that uni- the, the 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 Black Panther uh, uniform, and he was looking healthy and strong. And now people are saying he's looking frail in these streets. So we're going to be talking about that this week. Uh, remember last week we talked about blackface and how Jimmy Fallon had to apologize for a skit that he had did uh Portraying uh, Chris Rock Well guess who Another uh, TV uh, late night host Is in also No I'm sorry Take that back The week before was Jimmy Fallon Last week it was Howard Stern This week it's Jimmy Kimmel Okay he had to uh, apologize uh, For impersonating a black basketball star Carl Malone On a Comedy Central uh, skit uh, which aired between 1999 to 2003. It was called The Man Show. And he's the latest to apologize for uh, impersonating, um, uh, just doing a skit in blackface. We'll talk about that. And the new Netflix show, Hashtag Black AF, you know, that's cre- uh, by the comedy genius and creator uh, of Blackish, Kenya Barris. Well, he's in the news, and he's talking about his new show, his new Netflix show, and he thinks that it deserves an Emmy. I'll tell you the reason why he thinks that. And, well, Rebel Wilson says that she... Um, you know, we love Rebel Wilson. She's funny. She has great movies. But she's trying to get serious about her weight now. Do you know, do you know Rebel Wilson was getting paid to maintain her larger frame for film roles? That's right. Now, the actress, the Australian comedian and actress, just turned 40 this past March, and she's saying, you know what, enough is enough. I'm 40 years old now. It's time to get healthy. It's time to slim down. And I'll tell you what she said with an interview with the British newspaper The Sun. And singer Seal shared a heartfelt tribute to the late filmmaker Joel uh, Schumacher. He was the guy who... uh, 
he was the late filmmaker who just passed away this week. He was the one that did Batman Forever, and uh, he also did uh, several movies. Uh, well, Seal said that his song to the Batman soundtrack, Batman Forever soundtrack, Kiss from a Rose, if it wasn't for Joel Schumacher, that that song would not be a hit. I'll explain more. And British actress Maggie Smith said that she is not going to reprise her role in the sequel to the Downtown Abbey movie due to fears of the coronavirus. She is now 86 years old, and she's not going to risk it. Do you blame her? Okay? And uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So let's get started. Um, again, Chadwick Bozeman, people are wondering if he's okay. The Black Panther star further sparked concern among fans after he was recently pictured in a wheelchair after he was dropped off at a Los Angeles hospital emergency room. In the pictures, the 42-year-old actor was seen in Santa Monica Medical uh, Heart, a nurse pushed his wheelchair inside the building, seemingly waiting to stay low-key, and Chadwick wore, like, a a black mask and a hoodie while bundled up in a white blanket. Now, he was joined by his fiancée, Taylor Simone, who seemed to be worried about him. Uh, This arrived after it was speculated that he had health issues in the recent months following his drastic weight loss. Now, back in April, the Marvel star was photographed out for a coffee run on Monday, April 27th in Los Angeles. He was accompanied by his mother, Carolyn. He was using a wooden walking stick and wearing a scarf around his face as a protective gear as he visited a cafe near his Los Feliz, California home. It's unclear if the Marshall star uh, used the walking stick as an accessory or to keep him, help him to walk. People usually use that kind of stick for uh, a strenuous hike. Now, prior to this, Chadwick shocked fans with his super skinny and gaunt look in a video where he announced his charity project for coronavirus relief effort. Now, people were immediately worried about his health, with one asking if he was okay. Um, You know, they noticed his appearance was changing. Um, uh, uh, Some people were wondering if his dramatic weight loss was for a movie role because he was just getting skinnier. And... People are, are like, what's going on? Are you losing weight? Are you? Is it for a movie role? So we, a lot of people are concerned. I mean, um, if you haven't seen pictures of Chadwick Boseman lately, go on the Internet because it's, I mean, it's incredible. He, is, he dropped at least, I have to say at least 30 pounds, at least, from what he looked like when he was portraying Black Panther. Um, you know, this is not uncommon. If it is for a movie role, remember uh, t- Tom Hanks had dropped tremendous a lot of weight when he did the movie Philadelphia, when he was playing a man who was uh, he who had the AIDS virus. So he had to lose, drop a lot of weight for that role, and then he gained weight for another role, and then he had to lose weight for the other uh, movie uh, Castaway where he was stuck on that island and uh, he made a uh, he turned the soccer ball into a face. He had lost cuz he was doing roles like that where he was going up and down fluctuating in his way to the point where it did affect Tom Hanks' health. Apparently he had found out from the doctor that he had stage 1 diabetes. You see what I'm saying? So 
whenever these actors take on a role and they got to do dramatic looks to play a character, sometimes it involves drastic changes. They might have to cut their hair. They might have to color their hair to fit the character. They might have to, have to gain a lot of weight. They might have to shed a lot of weight. So hopefully it's for a role, hopefully. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel has... Follow fellow uh, late night host Jimmy Fallon's lead and apologize for a blackface TV skit. The, com- the comedian impersonated black basketball star Carl Malone on Comedy Central The Man Show, which aired from 1999 to 2003. The Jimmy Kimmel Live host admitted he had been reluctant to address the sketch, explaining, quote, I knew doing so would be celebrated as a victory by those who equate apologies with weakness and cheers for leaders who use prejudice to divide us, unquote. He also said that the delay was a mistake and that it's nothing more important to him than having his fans respect. He also apologized for those he genuinely hurt or offended by the makeup that he wore or the words he spoke. The funny man went on to explain he often impersonated Malone on TV and radio but never considered that this might be seen as anything other than an imitation of a fellow human being, one that had no more to do with Carl's skin color than it did his bulging muscle and bald head. Now, Kimmel's apology comes after he announced plans to take the summer off to spend even more time with his family. He insists his vacation had nothing to do with the blackface drama. The Tonight Show host Fallon previously apologized for a blackface sketch on Saturday Night Live 20 years ago in which he impersonated comedian Chris Rock. The new Netflix show, Hashtag Black AF, deserves an Emmy because there's not another show that better reflects America's current racial turbulence, and this is according to creator Kenya Barris. The writer-producer, who is also behind the hit comedy Blackish, insists he has never chased awards or critical acclaim until now because no one else is making content which speaks to the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, Barris tells the Hollywood Reporter Award Chatter podcast, he said this, quote, In terms of polarizing nature of the show, I feel like the reason this show should get an Emmy, and I never cared and I never said this before about anything I've done, is because that is what art is. There's not another show right now that you can look back at with what you're going through in the U.S. Blackish never was awarded an Emmy because the cool cable shows were taking it. This is the cool cable show, unquote. In Black AF, Kenya plays an exaggerated version of himself alongside Rashida Jones as his wife, and he admits there's no, there is room for improvement in one area. Rebel Wilson continued overeating as she was paid to maintain her larger frame for a film role. The Australian comedian and actress has recently begun slimming down and has dubbed 2020 her year of health in order to shed the pounds. In an interview with British newspaper The Sun, Rebel revealed that one reason she continued to live unhealthy was that she was paid extra to stay overweight for one role as it required a larger actress. Wilson said, quote, it's not like I want to lose weight and get to around a certain number. It's more than that. It's about dealing mentally with why I was overeating, and I had a job where I was paid a lot of money to be bigger at times, which kind of which kind of can mess with your head a bit, unquote. 
having established herself as a comedy star in films like Bridemaids and Pitch Perfect, Rebel is now free to get fit and wants to detail her health kick in a book. Right now, we got 15 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when we broadcast live. It is an hour show, and I don't expect for you to listen to the show in this whole entirely, but if you can, that's fantastic. If not, you can always go back and listen to the archive. The show is posted on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. It's it's posted on our Twitter at that's entertain one and also on my Twitter account, Stiletto fourteen. So um if you can't catch the show in this if you can't listen to the show in this entirely, you can always go back to the archives. Uh singer still Listen to me, singer still. Singer Seal has shared a heartfelt tribute to the late filmmaker Joel Schumacher after he used his track Kiss from a Rose over the end credits of Batman Forever. Schumacher, who's now 80, well, was 80, lost his battle with cancer on Monday, June 22nd, and taken to Instagram, still performed a short acoustic rendition of his signature song before explaining how the director managed to turn his flop second album, Seal 2, into a massive hit. According to the star, Schumacher reached out to see if Seal had any music that might fit a love scene in Batman Forever between Val Kilmore's Bruce Wayne and Nicole Kidman's Dr. Chase Morendon. While Seal said it didn't, his manager, Bob Cavallo, sent Schumacher a copy of Seal 2 and placed an asterisk next to Kiss from a Rose. Along with adding Kiss from a Rose to the end credits of Batman Forever, Schumacher made a video for the song mixing leftover footage from the film with shots of Seal under the iconic Bat Light. Seal said that kids thought he was Batman because the song was so big. Seal also said that he owes his career in large part to Joe Schumacher, who took a song that was almost a good song, but a kind of unconventional one, so it wasn't immediately palatable. Seal also thanks Schumacher for everything that he's done for him and bringing joy and love to millions of people around the world. Seal said, quote, one day we'll meet, all meet again back home, unquote. Maggie Smith will report be unable to reprise her role in the sequel to Downtown Abbey, the movie, due to fears it will be unsafe for her to be on set due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The first film released last year concluded with her character, the, Do- the Dowinger Countess of Grantham, not having long to live, but it was thought she would appear in the sequel for a final farewell. However, producers fear she would not be able to return as she will be at 86 when filming starts next year, 2021, and it will not be safe for her to be on set due to the risk posed to the elderly by the coronavirus. The movie, which was a major hit, repeating the success Downton had as a TV period drama, earned more than $192 million in cinemas with creator Julian Philois keen to proceed with the sequel. And I always, get, I always pronounce this show wrong. I always say it's Downtown Abbey, but it's Downton Abbey. All right. Kerry Washington, Viola Davis, and Idris Elba are among the stars to back actor Kendrick Sampson's open letter demanding Hollywood bosses divest from the police. 
The insecure cast member was among the Black Lives Matter protesters to take to the streets of Los Angeles last month, demanding an end to racial and social injustice days after George Floyd was murdered by a white cop in Minnesota. Samson was left bloody and bruised after authorities fired rubber bullets at the demonstrators, and now together with Avengers Endgame star Tessa Thompson and Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors and Melina Abdullah, he is calling for Hollywood studio executives and other industry leaders to cut all business ties with police forces and instead invest more in stories about and created by black artists. The open letter published on Variety.com begins like this. It says, quote, Hollywood has a privilege as a creative industry to imagine and create. We have significant influence over culture and politics. We have the ability to use our influence to, Im- to imagine and create a better world. Yet historically and currently, Hollywood encouraged the epidemic of police violence and culture of anti-blackness. The way that Hollywood and mainstream media has contributed to the criminalization of black people, the misrepresentation of the legal system, and the glorification of police corruption and violence has had dire consequences on black lives. We must end the exaltation of officers and agents that are brutal and act outside the laws as heroes. These portrayals encourage cops like Derek Chauvin, the murderer of George Floyd. The lack of a true commitment to inclusion and institutional support has only reinforced Hollywood's legacy of white supremacy. It, this is not only in storytelling, it is cultural and systemic in Hollywood, unquote. The powerful missives go on to outline ways in which Hollywood leaders can really make a change, such as bearing police from sets and events, including as security, appointing more black executives to leadership roles, and investing in anti-racist content, and both signature from over 300 black artists and industry officials, including Washington Davis and Elba, Angela Bassett, Tiffany Haddish, Tandy Newton, Chadwick Boseman, Zoe Kravitz, Yara Shahidi, Cynthia Erivo, Issa Rae, and Billy Porter. Keanu Reeves refused to follow Francis Ford Coppola's direction to verbally abuse Winona Ryder to make her cry for a scene in Dracula. The actress recounted the difficult experience on set, revealing Reeves defended her to the filmmaker after he instructed the Matrix star, Richard E. Grant, and Anthony Hopkins to shout at her for the sequence in the 1992 film. The 48-year-old tells the Sunday Times, Coppola shouted, you're a whore, to try to, you know, make Winona emotional and insist that the others join in. Now, Winona Ryder said, quote, literally, Richard E. Grant, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu, Francis, were trying to get them to yell things that would make her cry, but Keanu Reeves wouldn't. Anthony wouldn't. It just didn't work. It just did the opposite. The experience was the start of a long-term friendship with Reeves, and despite her difficult time on set with Coppola, she insists they are good now. Ryder and Reeves went on to appear in A Scanner Darkly in 2006, The Private Lives of Pippa Lee in 2009, and 2018's Destination Wedding. The reality bite star revisited lighter times on the set of Dracula in 2018 when she shared that she and Reeves, who wed in the film, might may actually be married as Coppola used, get this, a real Romanian priest for the scene. Isn't that something? They might be married. They use an actual priest to wed. 
on the movie set. Colin Trevorrow, the director of the Jurassic World franchise, is set to explore the mythical city of Atlantis in a new film. The filmmaker has written the story with Bridges of Spies, Matt Charman, while the screenplay will be penned by Aliens Covenant writer Dante Harper. While previous on-screen ventures had depicted the city as an underwater water kingdom, the latest production is set on a lost continent in the Indian Ocean between Africa, India, and Oceania. The project in development since 2018 will team Trevorrow with production designer Kevin Jenkins, the brains behind the set of the upcoming Jurassic World Dominion. Officials at the Hollywood Foreign Press Association are following the example set by Oscars and Independent Spirit Award bosses and moving their 2021 prize giving. The 78th Annual Golden Globes, which are normally handed out early in January, will will be presented on February 28th. Last week, both the Academy Awards and the Spirits were moved from dates in February to the end of April 2021 as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, which has frozen the globe film industry for the last three months. The Critic Choice Awards and the Santa Barbara International Film Festival will also take place later than usual in March of 2021. Ironically, the Golden Globes will take place on the date vacant by the Oscars. Right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Um, Coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, Amanda Seyfried. Uh, You know, she's the actress that starred in Mamma Mia. Well, she was saying that there was some talks about Mamma Mia 3, but she said that she doubted they would do it because the songs that they use from the movie is from the group, the, the group ABBA, and she feels that they don't have enough songs to make a third movie. I'll tell you more about that. And former The Crown star Claire Foy, she's venturing back into the horror genre. I'll tell you what her upcoming thriller movie is going to be about. And Michael Keating is in talks to reprise his role in Batman for the Flash movie. And Hugh Jackman is in talk to play Ferrari founder Enzo Ferrari in Michael's Man upcoming ballet pick. And the new SpongeBob movie has become the latest to skip theaters. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Oh, 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 
Uh, Andres Muschietti is uh, t- uh, taking charge of The Flash from a script by Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous uh, Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, writer Christina Hodgson. Hugh Jackman is in talk to play Ferrari founder Enzo Ferrari in Michael's Man upcoming biopic. Reports suggest that the greatest showman star is circling the project, which is based on Brock Yates' book, Enzo Ferrari, The Man and the Machine. Man has reworked screenwriter Troy Kennedy Martin's screen, uh, screenplay. The film will chronicle Ferrari in 1957 as he battled family issues, the death of his son, and the Mil- Millie Miglia race in Italy. I think that's Mill Miglia. Uh, The new SpongeBob movie has become the latest to skip theaters and head for the home theater market. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge of the Run, was scheduled to open in theaters later this summer, but now Paramount bosses are releasing it as a video-on-demand package in early 2021, following the success of family films like Scooby, Scoob, and Troll World Tour, which scrapped traditional release due to the coronavirus pandemic and subsequent shutdown of cinemas around the world. The movie was originally scheduled to hit theaters in late May before it was rescheduled for August 7th. And rap legend Dr. Dre will narrate new Lennox Lewis documentary, Tough Love. Directed by Rick Lazes and Seth Koch, the film trailer dropped dropped on Friday, June 19th, and featured interviews with former champion heavyweight boxer Lewis, his family and entourage, and some of his toughest opponents, including Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. Director Lazarus tell Deadline, quote, one of the things that make this film important is that it's very current in the period of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement. Lennox grew up during the Brixton riots and was alone in London for several years when his mom moved to Canada to get a job. The movie's about overcoming obstacles, passion, forgiveness, and Lennox's compassion, but it also questions who we heroize. It's interesting how someone like Mike Tyson gets so much attention while someone like Lennox, who was disciplined, dedicated, honest, and worked so hard, hasn't had quite the same spotlight. And Pharrell Williams is reportedly being tapped to produce a feature-length musical about Juneteenth for Netflix. According to Deadline, the happy hitmaker is having conversation with bosses at the streaming service, along with Blackish and Black AF creator Kenya Barrett, to work on the project about the holiday, which commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. While discussions are in early stages, sources confirm it's a separate project to the live musical that was previously announced in 2018. Williams will produce the project with partner Mimi Valdez alongside Barris, who will produce through his production company. It is believed uh, the report comes after the hitmaker declared that June 19th will be officially recognized as Juneteenth in the state of Virginia during a press conference earlier this week. He joins Virginia Governor Ralph Northam to share the news that the date will be recognized annually statewide. And Kelly Rowland's feud with fellow The Voice Australian judge Guy Sebastian reached a new height this past Sunday when she stormed off the set during a row with the singer. 
A week after the Destiny's Child star attacked Sebastian on the TV talent show for trying to force her to pick an act he liked when his team for the series was full, she accused Guy of losing his mind before getting out of her spinning red chair and walking away. Now, the rose started when 39-year-old Kelly called Guy unfair for asking a Mongolian throat singer, Baku Gangberge, and Johnny Manuel to perform Michael Jackson's Earth Song together. Fellow judge Delta Goodrem also criticized Sebastian, saying that the tune suited Manuel's vocals, but not his fellow contestant. As the argument escalated on the show, Kelly walked off the stage, and Guy refused to back down. Now, the show ended, and Kelly and Guy are expected to battle on TV again on Monday night's The Voice episode. Mmm. And Netflix uh, hit Lucifer has been renewed for a sixth and final season after bosses at the streaming service announced season five would be the last. The series in which Tom Ellis played the devil was set to conclude with the fifth season, which is set to air in August. But fans were given the good news on Tuesday, June 22nd, when it was revealed another run is being planned via the show's official Twitter account. Lucifer moved to Netflix in 2018 after it was canceled by executives at Fox. Season 5 has been split into two parts, and there is currently no premiere date set for the second half. The show also stars Lauren German, Kevin Alejandro, D.B. Woodside, Leslie Ann Brandt, and Rachel Harris. Uh, Shame star uh, Nicole Bahari has accused Sleepy Hollow producers of killing her character before she got sick on set. Now, fans were stunned when series favorite Abby Mills was killed off in 2016, and now the actress claimed that TV bosses started treating her differently when she fell ill and developed an autoimmune condition. In an interview with the New York Times, Nicole added production was eventually shut down for two weeks but get this, producers insisted she visit doctors regularly to make sure she was actually sick. So in other words, they didn't believe she was sick. Bahari claimed she held back on talking about the story because she was too bitter at the time. Nicole is now very much back on Hollywood's radar thanks to her new role in the acclaimed new movie release, Mrs. Juneteenth. And she was also saying um, her co-star, Tom, God, I can't think of his name, he was sick around the same time. But get this, they let him go home back to England to recuperate. Guess what? He he, He stayed out for a whole month. And nobody... He, nobody told him or said to him, oh, you know, we want you to check, uh, see a doctor. We need to get uh, like a doctor note per se to see if you're really sick. Only her. They didn't believe she was sick. They didn't believe she uh, developed an autoimmune condition. And that's why she just abruptly said, because a lot of people for a long time thought she abruptly left the show, and she was getting a lot of flack behind it. You know, to a point where it was upsetting her, and she was trying to say, you know, she wanted to tell everybody, but, you know, that wasn't the case. But she was getting a lot of flack behind it. But now we know why. 
Uh, right now we have here about uh, 18 minutes left remaining uh, in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and we'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Yeah. It's been a long time. That was the latest from Trey Songs featuring Summer Walker in Back Home. All right, we have about uh, 14 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Todrick Hall, Janae Monet, and Kim Petras are among the stars tapped to perform at part of HBO's Humane, but no, Human by Orientation, the Virtual Pride Month series. The U.S. Network has reproposed its famous acronym, Home Box Office, to Human by Orientation in celebration of LGBTQ Pride to debut its first ever digital Pride event. 
the new website is described as a safe space for the LGBTQIA community and allies to gather, recharge, and spread joy, celebrating their queerness, proudest self. Fans can sign up and RSVP for free daily virtual events from DJ sets to a drag brunch hosted by the cast of HBO We're Here to queer comedy nights and more. Stars include Todrick, Janelle, Kim, and Cameron Esposito will also feature throughout the network program of events. Events will remain ongoing through June 28th. Longtime Jersey Show regular Nicole Snooky Polizzi quit the MTV series after a wedding day showdown with castmate Angelina Pavernik. Piverdick. A Pivernik. The cringeworthy moment appeared on the Jersey Shore Family Vacation season finale, which aired in the United States on Thursday, June 18, after Snooky, Wow, and Dina made a series of jokes at the bride's expense during a speech. Angelina made it clear she was not happy with some of the things the trio said. Snooky appeared to have made the decision to exit the reality show at the wedding after an encounter with Pevernick telling Dina she's quitting. In her confessional, Snooky said, quote, The fact that it had to end like this for her really sucks. Snooky announced she was leaving the show in December of 2019 on her It's Happening with Snooky and Joey podcast, telling Jersey Shore fans, quote, I love you so much and don't hate me for my decision. I'm retiring from Jersey Shore. I'm not coming back to Jersey Shore for season four if there is one. The main reason is really I just can't do it anymore. Literally, leaving my kids to film is really hard on me. I try and quit every single day. I quit every time we film because I just hate being away from the kids. I don't like partying three days in a row. It's just not my life anymore. I want to be home with my kids. I don't mind here and there's going... Uh, There's going to a diner or whatever, but it's just really hard for me to leave the kids and film the show, unquote. Now, Snooki also explained the show isn't as much fun as it used to be, revealing it has become so serious. Uh, Tracy Ellen Ross has been tapped to executive produce and voice the title character in Comedy Central's latest adult animated series, Jody. The 47-year-old mixed actress will front the spinoff of the MTV cult classic Daria, which will follow Daria's pal Jody Landon as she attempts to navigate post-college life. According to Deadline, Jody will premiere alongside Comedy Central flagship series South Park as the network attempts to wrap up its adult animated content. The show will satire workplace culture, Generation Z struggles, the artifacts of social media, and more, as Jody takes on her first job in the adult world and will be led by themes of empowerment along gender and racial lines, shining a light on the issues young black women face today. Jody is the brainchild of writer Grace Edward, who had lent her talents to shows such as Netflix, Unbreakable Kimmy Smith, Comedy Central Inside Amy Schumer, and HBO's Insecure. A premiere day has yet to be announced. And Linkin Park is considering a comeback featuring unreleased material Chester Bennington recorded before his death. The band announced a hiatus following the singer's suicide in 2017, and now band leader Mike Shinoda has revealed there's one complete Bennington song, Friendly Fire, that might eventually be released when the group gets back to business after the coronavirus lockdown. 
The news come weeks after Gray Days, the band Benton was part of earlier in his career, shared a video for their new single, B12, which featured their late frontman who was recording music for a reunion record when he died. Meanwhile, Shinada Linkin Park bandmate Dave Farrell revealed the group had started work on new material ahead of the coronavirus crisis. And stoner icons Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg are working on a new song. The longtime friend and pot pals plan to release the new duet later this summer. Confirming the news in an interview with Beats One host Ebro Darden, rapper Snoop insists that the new track is a rallying call to bring people together following the Black Lives Matter protest. Now, this is what Snoop Dogg said. He said, quote, the reason why we're going to make this record is because black and white matters right now. The love that we have for each other, it's not about color. It's about love. It's about the appreciation of humanity. When you build that brotherhood, the color is out the window, unquote. The two previous teamed up for Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I Die, which also feature Chris Christopherson and Jamie Johnson and Superman. New tracks from Beyonce and her reflecting the global Black Lives Matter protest has been selected by Spotify chief among those likely to dominate users' summer playlists. Beyonce's surprise release, Black Parade, which was debuted last Friday, June 19, 2020, alongside a campaign to promote black-owned businesses, make the service song of summer lists, compiled using streaming numbers, future forecasting, and input from Spotify global curation team. Also on the rundown is Her, I Can't Breathe, which is named after one of the current slogans of the Black Lives Matter movement, referencing the last word of African-American Eric Gardner before he died at the hands of police in 2014, and also uttered by George Floyd, whose death is similar circumstances in Minneapolis, Minnesota last month, sparked the current wave of protests. Little Babies, The Bigger Pictures is another new protest track making the list with older releases. This is America by Childish Gambino and All Right by Kendrick Lamar also tipped to dominate playlists throughout summer 2020 due to their social justice theme. Beyonce featured on the list for a second time as her collaboration with Megan Thee Stallion on the rapper Savage remake is also selected alongside The Baby and Roddy Rich Rockstar, which had topped the chart on both sides of the Atlantic. Other tracks selected include Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles, TKN by Rosalia, and Travis Scott, as well as Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande's collaboration, Rain On Me. Dwayne Johnson is to host a star-studded global citizen live stream concert featuring the likes of Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus on Saturday, June 27. The Global Goal, United for Our Future, the concert has been put on by bosses at the Global Citizen and the European Commission to highlight the disproportionate effects the COVID-19 pandemic has had on marginalized communities. The live stream gig, which follows an online summit of panel discussions and interviews, will feature performances from Justin, Miley, Chloe and Holly, Christine and the Queens, Coldplay, Jay Balvin, Jennifer Hudson, Quavo, Shakira, Usher, and Yimmy Alad. The event will also include appearances from uh, Antoni Porosky, Billy Porter, Charlize Theron, Chris Rock, David Beckham, NAACP President Derek Johnson, Diane, Kro- Diane Kruger, Forrest Whitaker, Hugh Jackman, Ken Jeong, Kerry Washington, Olivia Coleman, Selma Hyatt, as well as other stars. 
Global Goal, United for Our Future. The concert will air on Saturday on networks and streaming platforms worldwide, including on NBC, MTV, Sirius XM, iHeartMedia, as well as Twitter and YouTube. Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock were among the stars paying tribute to frontline workers worldwide for their efforts during the coronavirus crisis on Sat- uh, Sunday night, June 21st. United We Sing, a Grammy tribute to the unsung heroes. The two-hour CBS special followed Harry Connick Jr. and his filmmaker daughter, Georgia, as they went on a road trip from New York City to Harry's hometown of New Orleans. Along the way, they met a number of heroes from medical staff to supermarket workers as Harry surprised them with messages from an array of stars, also including Tim McGraw and Queen Latifah. The show, presented by officials at the Recording Academy and CBS raised money for various children's charities, including No Kid Hungry, as well as the Grammy organization Music Cares COVID-19 Release Fund to aid struggling musicians. And fans may see a Destiny Child performing as a whole again. According to a new report, the trio are playing gigs while waiting for the coronavirus pandemic to end. Beyonce Knowles, alongside Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams, is allegedly intended to talk about having a reunion for a tour. Now, um, according to an informant, they said that the they are there have been some tentative talks between all three. They always said that they would get back together one day when the time is right, and there's no time like the present, according to a source that said to the mirror about the group that when they went on indefinite hiatus in 2016, uh, Destiny's Child shot the fame in 1999 with a breakthrough album, The Writing on the Wall, one of the most successful girl groups ever. They sold over 60 million records with Bootylicious, Bill Bills Bills, and Say My Name being among their hits. Additionally, Destiny Child nabbed a total of 14 Grammy Awards. Following the split in 2006, uh, 2006, Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle were promoting on their own. They first reunited in 2018 for Beyonce's Super Bowl halftime performance. Of the possibility of the three reunion, Kelly told Entertainment Tonight last week that every time there's a decision to be made for herself and the ladies to do something, it's usually a surprise. And their fans have always been so supportive and so awesome that they like to give them surprises. Beyonce's dad, Matthew, knows meanwhile hinted at something special to celebrate the band's 30th anniversary this year. Right now, this will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. And make sure you tune in in honor of June, which is Black Music Month. Make sure you tune in to the 2020 BET Awards that's held this Sunday, June 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time with Amanda Seals as the host. And uh, also, to make sure you guys make sure you wear your mask, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.